Hey everybody, welcome to Fantasy Universe Wrestling Podcast. This is episode three. Uh, on this episode, I have five wrestling shows I'm going to review. That's Raw, NWA Power, NXT, SmackDown, and AEW Dynamite. And at the very end of the show, I'm going to go ahead and give my WrestleMania 40 predictions. It's a little early, but I think I have a good idea of what I think is going to happen. That's going to be at the very end of the show. Alright, first up, let's review Raw. Uh, starts off with Randy Orton. He comes out and starts delivering a pretty good promo and gets interrupted by Rhea Ripley. You know, I always liked Orton, but after seeing him gone for so long, I realized how much I missed Orton. Like, you know, I, I guess he's just such a constant. You, you kind of like take him for granted. But with him being gone and coming back, I'm so excited to see what he does. In his promo, he, he tells you he's like he wants to fight the bloodline. Randy really killed this segment. He was doing so good uh, working with Rhea. And then he ended up like tell, uh, getting the crowd to chant him daddy, which was a lot of fun. Um, J.D. McDonough and Dominic come out and kind of like mess with him. And he RKO's J.D. and him and Dominic are going to main event Raw. Next up. Uh, tag team turmoil match to decide who's going to be the number one contenders to face Judgment Day and the tag team champions. Uh, my Hulu cut half of this uh, out actually. Like this was like five or six different tag team match, and they cut probably half of it out. Um, the match starts with DIY versus Alpha Academy with Otis and Akira Dozawa representing the Alpha Academy. Uh, I love both teams. Um, I wish Alpha Academy can get more wins, but I understand them losing to DIY here. Uh, you know, last week I said anything Johnny Gargano does gets cut out of TV. Well, luckily for him this week, Hulu uh, Hulu included him. Uh, DIY gets the win here. The final two teams, it actually comes down to the Creed Brothers versus Imperium. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cool seeing the Creed Brothers on Monday Night Raw. Um, they don't... Uh, they're normally on NXT, and I was really surprised when the Creed Brothers got the win. I'm wondering, you know, now that they're number one contenders, I'm wondering if it'll be Judgment Day, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor versus the Creed Brothers at NXT Deadline. That'd be kind of cool because Dominic's already got a match at NXT Deadline, so it'd be kind of cool seeing a lot of Judgment Day at that pay-per-view. Cody Rhodes does a promo. So Cody comes out and announces himself in the Royal Rumble, which is great. And uh, I'm about to eat some crow right now because last week I, I reviewed Raw and I said that Shinsuke Nakamura is basically like the bully of the jobbers, beating up all the jobbers. Well, now he's uh, calls out Cody Rhodes. And I was like, well, you know what? I was wrong. There is plenty for Shinsuke to do because this was really cool. Uh, I feel goofy for what I said last week. And I love this so much. And Shinsuke came out and uh, he hit Cody with the, uh, the, I guess, the red mist. Blinded Cody. And it uh, looks like they're going to feud up. I saw a lot of people actually complain about this. You know, uh, but in my, th- in my thoughts are there's a lot of time to fill between now and the Royal Rumble. So I don't know why everybody's getting mad. I imagine this isn't going to be at this pet match. Isn't going to be at the Royal Rumble. There's so much Raw left to do. I could see them doing this for like the end of the year Raw. Usually, the last Raw of the year is a pretty big deal. 
I could see this being, you know, the last Raw of the year, Shinsuke versus Cody Rhodes. Next up, we have uh, Ivar versus Bronson Reed. Uh, Hulu cut this match out, which kind of pissed me off. Uh, really wanted to see this match. Luckily, I was able to find some clips on YouTube. And this one ended with a double uh, countout and them fighting in the crowd. Bronson Reed threw a fucking security guard at Ivar, which is so awesome. That deserves a damn award right there. I love the feud, and I hope it keeps going. Uh, Hulu, eat a dick for cutting us out, you stupid bitch. Next up, another Hulu Cup match. Nia Jax versus J- uh, Zoe Stark. Um, I don't know why Hulu keeps cutting off everything. I feel bad for Zoe Stark. She went from being on a pay-per-view to being cut from Hulu and losing to Nia Jax. If I had to guess, it should be probably Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley at the next big, uh, either at the Rumble or maybe the final Raw of 2023. Next up, Seth Rollins comes out. The crowd goes crazy chanting for CM Punk. Seth was actually pretty smart about this and told them to get it out of their system, which, you know, most of the, uh, after they, you know, really went hard right there, they kind of got it out of their system. So that was a really smart thing for Seth to do. He kind of worked the crowd to get it out of their system. Uh, Seth called CM Punk, uh, CM Punk a hypocrite and moved on. Then Drew McIntyre comes out and asks for another title shot. When Drew asks for the title shot, Seth says he would, but he's already got a title shot next week. And Drew said, well, who, who is it? And, uh, Seth said, almost comedically, like, you know, Jey Uso. And Drew headbutts Seth. Seemed, uh, seemed to bust his, open his head, which was really badass looking. Um, Drew's promo has gotten so much better since he's kind of moved to this heelish, uh, slight baby face, kind of more heel than face, but just right on that line. Uh, his promos have gotten fucking awesome. Uh, Jay Uso came out and Jay and Seth teamed up and, uh, sent Drew packing. Uh, has me thinking, should Drew win the World Heavyweight Champion? I think it'll be CM Punk and Seth at Mania, so the question is, does CM Punk versus Seth need the World Heavyweight Championship? I don't think it does, but it would be cool. I don't know. I, I predict Seth will keep the title to Mania, but CM Punk will win the Royal Rumble. Next up, we have Tag Team Women's Champion Tegan Knox and Natalia versus Piper Nevin and Chelsea Green. Uh, this was a very quick match. Piper and Chelsea was pretty dominant here. Loved the combo moves. Uh, there's one in particular where Chelsea held up her opponent on the ground. Uh, kind of like a code breaker, but she's holding her down. And uh, Chelsea's knees are on top of her. And Piper runs over and slammed down on top of, uh, I think it was Tegan. Or it was either Tegan or Natalia, obviously. But, like, you know, they held, they held one of them down. And then Piper jumped on top of her while she held her with her knees up. That was really cool. Uh, I was really happy that Piper and Chelsea won. Again, I think they're great tag champions, and I kind of hope they hold it for a really long time. And next up, our main event, we have Randy Orton versus Dominic Mysterio. Before this match, Randy and Jay Uso talk. Jay's like, hey man, I know you're after the bloodline. I'm not part of that. Let's just let's squash this beef. It looks very nervous of Randy, and Randy tells him, you know what? Uh, if you're not part of Bloodline, you're good. Don't even worry about it. And I, I don't, I don't believe Randy, but uh, I feel like Jay's still going to get its comeuppance from Wharton. 
So we'll see about that. So now we get to the match. You know, uh, this was basically a uh, just like a remember Randy Orton match. He hit all of his spot. He got all of his famous spots in. Uh, some reason the music artist Jelly Roll is there. Um, cool. I don't really give two shits about him. So I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, didn't mean much to me. Also, Michael Cole had this really weird thing to say on commentary that he was having a conversation with Orton before War Games. So during the War Games, when no one could find Orton, apparently Michael Cole was hiding him. And uh, that was just a weird comment for him to say. Uh, Dominic takes a great RKO. Randy gets the win. Welcome back, Randy. Um, so that was, that was a pretty good Raw. Uh, we got one last segment. CM Punk comes out, and he does a great po- promo. And I'm super hyped for Punk. Uh, no clear path to what he's going to do. I mean, him and Seth keep kind of like waving at each other a little bit, hitting at it, but nothing official yet. Um, I'm happy he's back. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, I feel like they're going to wait till 2024 for them to pull the trigger. Maybe he'll do something at like the end of the year Raw. Like I said, I think that's going to be a big Raw. You know, because that the next pay per view is not till January, so they have so many raws to fill. They got to do something exciting. I think the end of the year raw, or even the first raw of 2024, is going to be a pretty big one. That's just my theory. Also, there was a part. Uh, Hulu also cut this out. I found this on YouTube. Uh, one last thing of raw. Uh, there's a part where Judgment Day is in the back, and uh, they bump into our truth, and he goes, "Hey guys." How y'all doing? And then he kind of like offers to be part of the War Games match. Like, dude, that happened like two or three days ago. And it was really funny. So, uh, fuck you, Hulu, for cutting that out. You cut all, all the good shit. So, anyway, let's move on. Next up, we have NWA Power 135. Uh, the first match we have was Carson Drake versus Mims. Um, I've actually seen Mims wrestle live. He was at the... The pay-per-view I went to, so I remember him. Also, he had a really cool uh, X-Men The Animated Series inspired trunks, which I loved. So I'm really on his side now. Both guys look pretty good in the ring. Uh, pretty quick, though, Mims getting the W. Next up, we have a promo between two redneck guys I've never seen. Uh, one of them's called Thrill Billy and his buddy, and Thrill Billy is giving him a title shot for being such a good friend. Both guys really look uncomfortable on the mic trying to do this promo heads up if you guys want to book me i'm a comedian at cool kids with asthma at gmail.com also if you have any wrestling questions you can email me there anyway but the uh some of these nwa guys look really uncomfortable on the mic so we'll uh hopefully they get better within time next up we have a mixed tag match we have uh therm latimer and camille versus Brian Idol and Natalia Markov- Markova. Uh, this was a decent match. The Hills won, which was Thurm, Vladimir, and Camille. Uh, still getting to know everyone on NWA. It's kind of weird when you have a whole different roster every week. Uh, hopefully, I get to after a, a month or two, I'll get to know these people. Uh, next up, we have Tiffany Neves versus Ruthie J. Uh, this is probably the match I enjoyed the most on this episode. Um, these girls are really good. Much like most of this card. This is the first time I've seen these ladies fight. I really enjoyed them. I hope I get to see them again because they're really good. Uh, 
Tiffany gets the win. Next up, we have an interview with their interviewer, Mae Valentine, who isn't, I don't think, that great at interviewing. Uh, she's interviewing the slime balls. And God damn it, if I'm not falling in love with these slime balls, I mean, they're the ones that they, they did bring them back week to week, and they're going to be on there next week. So uh, these guys are actually probably my favorite thing on NWA right now. Uh, just because they're the only ones I see every week, plus they're like kind of funny. They do look a little awkward on the mic, and they might get a cease and desist from the Nasty Boys any second because they're still kind of doing exactly the Nasty Boys gimmick. Uh, but next week they have a match, and I'm excited to see it. I don't know why. The slime balls are like my favorite thing right now on NWA. Uh, next up we have a tag match. It's Tim Storm and Jack Stain versus Trevor Murdoch and uh, Burchill. This is their main event. I was really excited for this match because... I know a lot of these guys. Uh, Trevor Murdoch actually saw win the NWA world title at the Always Ready NWA pay-per-view. I uh, saw that live. That was really cool. Um, but this match ends in the dumbass DQ where Trevor pushes the ref, got, got him disqualified. Uh, kind of a pointless and bad way to end the show. Like I was like, why? I don't know. Just really lame, and I didn't like how it ended. Uh, yeah, I was like, why are you gonna, how, how are you gonna keep people coming back if you have a shitty way to end the show like that? Uh, NWA needs to get a little bit better for me. Uh, it's probably my least favorite show I reviewed this week. Uh, they need to step it up a little bit. So after like two weeks, I only like Aaron Stevens, who's Damian Sandow, and, uh, believe it or not, the Slime Balls are my favorite thing on NWA. So I really hope they step it up. I, it's, I've been watching two, three weeks now. I've yet to see EC3, uh, I think, their champion. I've yet to see him do anything. Um, so uh, hopefully we get to see something cool soon because I'm kind of getting a little bored of it. Next up, we have NXT. I watched this one on Peacock. Yes, Peacock. Uh, and uh, The whole show was on there. Nothing was cut because Peacock is better. Also, uh, real quick, it has nothing to do with any of the matches. But Booker T on commentary is fucking gold. Uh, please never, never lose Booker T on commentary. I fucking love Booker T here. <laughs> Alright, first up we have an NXT Tag Team Championship match. Tony D'Angelo and Stax versus Humberto and Garza. Uh, this was actually a fun and exciting match. Um, I don't really like Tony D'Angelo and Stax that much, but I did really like this match. Uh, they did the exact spot Roman Reigns and Jey Uso did at SummerSlam, though, where um, one person gets hit in the nuts with the nut shot, and then the other person goes for the pin, and when they kick out, they lift their arm up and hit the others in the balls. I was like, that's the exact spot they just did at SummerSlam. I'm not sure if Roman and Jey invented that spot, but it's kind of weird seeing it this close, this, uh, this close far out after SummerSlam. I wanted Humberto and Garza to win, but you know what? You know, it's okay. The, they put up a damn good fight. The Don won, and uh, I ain't mad at this match. This match was pretty fire. So backstage segment, Lexus King is, you know, stirring shit up, and he ends up getting him a match later on with uh, Brooks Jensen, uh, one of these, like, redneck guys. And uh, so I'm really excited. I like Lexus King, so let's see what he can do later. Um, so this is another one where they have the like a Hall of Famer pick out people for the 
the Ironman match at Deadline. Jerry Lawler picks for his qualifier matches. He picks Kiana James and uh, Kalina, jo- uh, Kalina Jordan. And for the guys, he picks Braun Breaker and Eddie Thorpe. Uh, nice to see the Jerry Lawler. I've met him. He's super nice. I highly doubt these Hall of Famers actually picking the uh, these people. I'm sure they got a script. We have our first qualifier matches. It's Kiana James versus Kalina Jordan. Uh, this match was pretty good too. Roxanne Perez comes out and messes with Kiana James. Kalina Jordan gets the upper hand and she gets the win. Next up, Alpha Academy challenges Metaphor to a match next week. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, hopefully, I just really hope Alpha Academy doesn't lose. They get so many uh, losses. They need a W here. Chase Chu does a press conference. And I don't know if you guys remember last week I talked about how much I don't like Thea Hill. Um, also, I don't like anybody in Chase U. I think this whole gimmick is stupid. I really wished I got to see how it began. Uh, I wasn't watching when Chase U started, uh, but I don't get the point of it. I don't see why anybody likes these guys. I think they're all lame and dumb. I really can't stand Chase U or anything about them. So I really don't give a fuck about any of them. I I just don't like. I don't like anybody in Chase U. I kind of just hope they go away or find different gimmicks. The second qualifier match, we have Braun Breaker versus Eddie Thorpe. Uh, I want to see a match where Eddie isn't hurt or fighting every time I see him. It looks like he's like injured or he's fighting a super big guy, way bigger than him. Uh, I'd like to see him like an even fit, like an even match because every time I see him, he, just, he always feels like he's working against the odds. Uh, but this match wasn't bad. Um, Braun Breaker does get the W here. And uh, I'm really excited to see what he does because I think Braun Breaker is a beast. Uh, next up, we have Isla Dragunov versus Nathan Frazier. Uh, earlier in the episode, Nathan and I think uh, Axiom were having a conversation. A dumb conversation about like who's got the better life between Isla Dragunov and Baron Corbin. I was like, that, this conversation seems very unnatural. Uh, it sounded really weird. And Isla was listening when Nathan Frazier said Baron Corbin's got the better life, and that pissed Isla Dragon off for some reason. And so then they argued, and now they're going to be in a match. And um, I think the, I think both of these guys are actually really good in the ring. We get to the match, and it's pretty good, too. Um, Isla, Isla Dragon obviously gets the W over uh, Frazier. And uh, at the very end, Baron Corbin comes on the screen, and he is at his house. And he has everything apparently Island Dragonoff wants. He with he lives with his family while Olive's family is in Germany. I thought it was great. If I could add anything to this, I would actually have at the very end of Baron Corbin's segment, I would have his family, like his wife and kids, run up and hug him as he's smiling. Um I also feel like this was rushed. Like this is the first time this is really, to my knowledge, has been brought up that, you know, he doesn't have his family with him. And they do a lot of this in one episode. I, I feel like this this could have been spread out between two or three episodes to kind of build to this awesome promo Baron Corbin did on the via satellite or whatever. I don't know, just feel like that was kind of rushed. Then Metaphor accepts Alpha Academy's challenge for next week. Now we have Ariana Grace versus Carmen Petovic. Uh, this is the first time I've seen both these women fight. And at some point, one of my favorite NXT superstars, Joe uh, Gacy, he turns out he's been hiding in the ring all night. 
and he comes out and steals the uh, the bail that they use. Uh, I have no idea what's going on with Gacy, but I hope something cool happens. I think he's great. And also they had, um, I can't remember her name, but I know it's Simone Johnson, uh, Rock's daughter. She was in a backstage segment earlier just being regular Simone instead of part of um, Schism. I think that was her name. Uh, so I don't know if Schism's over. I don't know if this is something that happens on NXT Level Up that I missed. Maybe I need to really watch NXT Level Up to figure out if there's something going on I'm missing. Um, but I'd really like to see what's going on there. I like Joe Gacy. It looks like he might be starting up another another faction. Uh, during that part where Frazier and Ally Dragnoff had an argument, they had like two guys in the background walk around with this scary-looking mask on. I'm wondering if that's going to be his new faction. And I wonder what's going to happen to Simone Johnson after this. If she's going to join back up with him or if she's just going to go her separate ways. But Ariana Grace did get the W here. Uh, I think she's great. I really like her. The only thing I would suggest is I do not like her finisher. It was a very lame, weak, big, I think it's called the Big Slam. I, I thought it was a very lame finisher. I think she needs to a uh, cooler finisher. Next up, we have Brooks Jensen versus Lexus King. Last week, Brooks Jensen's uh, tag partner got into the Iron Man Challenge at NXT Deadline. Uh, here, we have Lexus King uh, fighting him. Uh, most of this match, Lexus King actually got his ass whooped. But, you know, Lexus King did have a really cool entrance. That was kind of cool. Uh, I don't know why I'm so pumped for him. I don't know uh, something about him, I think. Maybe just his background and his story. I really dig, and I, so that's why I'm always keeping a really good eye on him. Uh, Carmelo ran out for the distraction. I felt like something was botched here because it it didn't really, I didn't really get a clear view of what happened. Like Brooks didn't seem to be all that concerned with Carmelo coming out. Neither did Lexus King. Uh, somehow, when Carmelo came out, Lexus King got the advantage and won. I don't know if that they botched it or if the camera guy botched the angle. Uh, Lexus King got the win from a distraction, I guess. I don't know why Carmelo even came out, because Lexus King was getting his ass whooped. He should have just came out after the match. Uh, but anyway, Lexus King got the win, which is cool. And, uh, I, I hope they, next time that Lexus King kind of has a better match. I think him and Carmelo will be fighting at deadline. Alright, it's time for a main event. It's a number one contenders match to see who fought Dominic Mysterio at deadline. It's Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus Wesley versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, I like all four of these guys. It's nice to see Cameron Grimes in something cool for once. He hasn't done anything great in a while. Uh, this match was definitely definitely the best match on this card. Uh, even even had some botches, and this match was awesome. Ivar came out at one point and screwed over Bronson Reed, uh, my girlfriend, calls him uh, the net, Ivar the net, the musty boy which is funny uh, she's pretty pissed because she wanted Bronson to read uh, I wanted Grimes Cameron Grimes to win personally um, Wesley ended up winning the whole thing this match was great uh, the the NXT commentator who isn't Booker T made it so damn obvious Wesley was going to win the whole night though because he goes can Wesley win and, uh, the whole card they're bumping up for this as a main event and the whole time like he keeps saying Wesley's got a lot to get through tonight 
I don't know. I I I can't. I don't like him at all. That commentator. Uh, I wish they get replace him and bring someone else for Booker T to deal with. Hey, bring Byron Saxton to NXT, you know, and have him and Booker be it. That'd be great. I just don't like that guy. I don't think he's that great. At one thing that kind of bothered me at one point, uh, Bronson Reed had Cameron Grimes in his arms. He had Johnny Gargano on his back, and uh, Wesley was on the turnbuckle. Bronson Reed walks over, and Wesley just kind of gently hops on Bronson Reed's back. Like he's a taxi. Then Bronson slams all three. Looked like it killed them all. Uh, but I don't know why. It's just weird. Like just laid on his back. I don't know why. They just look kind of dumb. Uh, but even with all those botches, they had some great moments here. I uh, love this match. If you if you uh, just you should really check this out. If you want to watch NXT, just fast forward to the main event because this was totally worth the watch. Uh, I, I don't know. I was on my the edge of my seat here this was match was great so now we're gonna go jump to smackdown um friday was my girlfriend's birthday so i took the day off which means i got to watch smackdown live that was great uh the smackdown started with more of the women's beef with damage control and bianca belair starting to feel sorry for bailey because they keep leaving her out um I think someone's going to take the title. I think someone's going to take the title away from EO before WrestleMania. I don't see EO kind of having a big, you know, title match at WrestleMania. I think they're going to take it away from her. Probably at the Royal Rumble, if I had to guess. Uh, first match, we had Butch versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, it went how you expect it to be. Bobby Lashley won. Uh, Butch got some good amount of offense in, surprisingly. Like, I was expecting it to be a squash, but it was a very even uh, match. Uh, I like that the Brawling Brutes are kind of dividing up here. I I could predict a Brawling Brutes triple threat match coming very soon. Bobby gets a W, but Butch looked great in this match. Next up, we have uh, John Quain Wilde versus Santos Escobar. This was a quick match. It's not nice to see Wild in the match. He doesn't get a lot of matches on SmackDown. Um, he's actually very impressive. He had some very good high-flying moves. Uh, Santos Escobar did defeat him quite quickly. Dragon, Dragon Lee came out after the match, after Santos was still attacking him. And uh, he kind of sent Escobar packing. It looks like we're going to get a rematch of Dragon Lee versus Santos very soon. Uh, next up, Logan Paul comes out bragging about rubbing his wiener on the U.S. title. Uh, and then he says, hey, a tournament's going to decide who will face Logan Paul soon. And he announces everybody in the tournament. Uh, well, before he can announce everybody in the tournament, they already kind of tell you who's going to win a little bit. Because uh, Kevin Cohen's comes out. And this is like, okay, obviously Kevin Owens is going to win this thing. Uh, Kevin Owens destroys Logan Paul in a promo, and uh, I, I don't think Kevin Owens is going to take the title from Logan Paul. Uh, I wish he would, though. And uh, they announced everybody in the tournament. I think it's like Kevin Owens, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross, a uh, random NXT superstar who they've yet to announce. Two others. I can't remember the other two for some reason, but there's going to be two others. And I think maybe Santos Escobar is in this tournament. 
So, uh, they, it looks like they're already going to let Kevin win. And um, before, after Kevin Owens destroys Logan Paul in a promo, uh, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory come out, and uh, they jump in the ring to help out Logan Paul. <laughs> and uh, Austin Theory's like, if you like punching people so much, and Kevin Owens just decks his ass, and it was fucking hilarious. And Kevin Owens and Grayson Waller have a match. It's a good match. Um, I don't know why they're fighting because both these guys are about to be in a tournament. But this wasn't part of the tournament. Their tournament starts next week. And this wasn't even part of it. So I was like, why are you going to have two people in the tournament fight already? I thought that was kind of dumb. It's a regular, you know, Kevin Owens match. He destroys them. And it was a very fun, great match. Uh, it's kind of annoying Logan Paul Cat's making fun of jo- uh, jokes about Kevin Owens' weight. I was like, kind of got old after the first one. And uh, that's really all he has to offer, really. I just, I do not like Logan Paul. I mean, he's great in the ring, but I guess it's his job that pisses off, so he's doing good, I guess. Uh, Kevin Owens wins, and even though it doesn't count for the tournament. And they also kind of hinted that Kevin Owens may have broke his hand or his hands hurt. They even I even saw on like Instagram or TikTok that his hand may be broken. It's like a thing. I think that's part of the story, but hopefully his hand isn't broken. I I could predict that either Kevin Owens and Logan Paul will fight at Royal Rumble or maybe like the last SmackDown of two thousand twenty three. Next up we have our main event, Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane. And before the match, uh EO smacks Bailey really hard in like the shoulder and says you stay backstage don't come out and Bailey looks super sad they're getting her to rock bottom I think they're going to turn her face uh, the match is okay you know and of course you know when they tell Bailey to stay backstage at one point the other face female wrestlers chase off the rest of damage control and it, it's just Kyrie and Bianca Bianca's whooping her ass and Bailey comes up to help Kyrie. She uh, grabs Bianca by her hair and yanks her down, kind of getting her uh, laid out. And Kyrie goes for the elbow drop, but she takes like a hundred damn years to get up there. And before she can get all the way up to the top, Bianca jumps up and grabs her, hits her with a kiss of death for the win. Yeah, so it, it looks bad for Bailey. I, I kind of just, I, I know they're turning on her very soon and then after the main event Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis come out both men are trying to sign Randy Orton to an exclusive deal to their brands um, Randy Orton comes out Adam offers him a match with WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins and Nick offers him a match with Roman Reigns to get revenge on the bloodline which is kind of obvious which one Randy's going to do since uh, he already said on Raw he wants to fight the Bloodline. And uh, so I mean, it's kind of obvious. So I don't know what the whole point of this was. I guess just to build up a feud between Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce, And just to hammer it home, Paul and Jimmy run out and Solo just to piss Randy off some more and push his buttons. So I mean, they're like, please fight Roman basically because they were obviously pushing off Randy Orton. He's been wrestling with WWE since 2002. You should know his character by now. And to say, hey, don't do this. We'll kick your ass. It's just going to make Randy Orton want to do it that much more. So that was, from a character perspective, that was kind of dumb. He, so he, smiled, he signs with SmackDown. 
And uh, everybody's cheering. Nick Aldis joins him with the ring, and Randy, Ar- uh, Randy Orton RKO'd his ass, laid out Nick Aldis for fun. I was like, all right, why would you RKO your new GM? But that's Randy Orton. Can't trust a Viper. Um, I was really excited. I got to watch this one live. For, uh, it's been a while since I've got to watch uh, like a SmackDown live. So, you know, because of a stupid ass work. And I'm excited that next week they're doing tribute to the troops and CM Punk is going to SmackDown. I imagine next week they're going to do the same thing with Nick Aldis and um, Adam Pearce trying to sign CM Punk. And I, I'm guessing since Randy went to SmackDown that CM Punk will sign with Raw. So, uh, my girlfriend's mom got us the $60 Hulu. So now I'm able to watch AEW. Uh, unfortunately, when I tried to watch AEW uh, Rampage, she didn't pay the bill. So, we only get to watch AEW Dynamite. And so, this is probably like a one-time review of AEW. So, let's go over this real quick. Uh, it really sucks, though, because I'm starting to get into it a little bit. Uh, it's also been like... The first time I've seen AEW in almost a year. Uh, looks like I missed a lot of shit. Uh, first match, we have John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. Uh, I actually got to see Jay Lethal wrestle live. I was at the Ric Flair last match pay-per-view. Uh, I did enjoy Daniel Bryan on commentary. I thought he was great. I don't know when he got an eye patch. I guess he said he broke his, his eye bone at one point. So it's kind of weird seeing him with an eye patch. I kind of, it'd be kind of cool if Daniel Bryan got the fucking Phantom of the Opera thing Undertaker had. Uh, John Moxley got his ass whooped for most of the match. And at one point, Jay Lethal was about to hit John Moxley with his finisher. But like, like an anime character, he said to make his finisher move out loud, which let Moxley able to like block his attack. And uh, then Moxley hit him with his finisher. And then put him in the submission for the W. So John Moxley won that match. Uh, Sting and Ric Flair did an interview. It's sad to see Sting retire soon, but fuck, he's 60, so not surprised. Um, I'm not. Uh, if if we get AW back soon, I really want to see the end of Sting's career. I might actually get the pay per view that he's going to retire on. It's going to be really sad for that. Um, next up, we have Mark Briscoe versus Roosh. Uh, it's the first time I've ever seen Roosh. I don't know why his name is Roosh. It's spelled Rush, but it's pronounced Roosh. Uh, he did have a cool entrance. I was really hoping Mark Briscoe would win this match, but Roosh apparently got the win. Uh, I'd like to know more about this guy. He does sound cool. I uh, loved his entrance with the bull thing. That was awesome. Uh, I don't know. I just really like uh, I really like the Briscoes. So I was kind of really hoping Mark Briscoe to win. Uh, next up, we have Tony Storm interview. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard about her new gimmick, so it's kind of cool seeing it. And uh, I don't know how long you can sell that as a top heel with her kind of gimmick. Like, she's from, like, the 1920s. I don't know how long you can sell that. You know, like, the Vaude Villains was cool, but after a year, you know, kind of got old. So MJF comes out. He does his interview. Uh, I think he's just like the highlight of everything he does on AEW. Like, I mean, this guy's fucking awesome. Uh, one complaint. Uh, why does he got to mention WWE like every episode? Um, but besides that, he's great. Uh, he did his promo talking about how great Samoa Joe is and how he paved the roads for everybody. Um, but he's going to face Joe this, like, I guess at their pay-per-view at the end of December. 
And uh, at the very end of this promo, some Sting looks alike kind of jumped out. And they jumped MJF, but he was saved by Small Joe. And it looks like next week, Joe and MJF will have a tag match against these mysterious fellas. Uh, okay, I guess. I guess they're trying to fill some time before the pay-per-view. I would guess during the tag match, Joe will turn on MJF. I don't really know the storyline kind of going into it. I mean, again, I haven't watched AEW in a year. Next up, the Hardy Boys and Brother Jay versus Top Flight and Action Andrade. Uh, this, with the exception of the Hardy Boys, I've never seen any of these guys fight. I, I don't know why they're mixed up with the Hardy Boys because all these guys are high flyers. And the Hardy Boys can't do that no more. So why the fuck are they teamed up with these guys? They need to get Hardy Boys away from high flyers. I can understand wanting them to, like, give them advice and shit. But do that backstage. There was some impressive moves here. Top Flight and Action Andrade do get the win. Uh, next up, Wardlow versus AR Fox. I actually remember Wardlow from a year ago. Uh... I guess he's a heel now, because when I was watching it, he was feuding with MJF. Uh, AR Fox comes out, and he kind of looks like he's whooping Warlow's ass for a lot of this match, but then uh, Warlow gets up and just starts dominating, and uh, he gets the win by a ref stoppage, which is kind of cool. I don't see that that often. I don't know if that's a common thing at AEW, but it's kind of nice seeing that here. I, I, I think he made him look badass, because for a while, he was getting his ass whooped, then he just jump, turns around and destroys AR Fox. Next up, Julia Hart versus Emi Sakira, I guess. Uh, they're fighting for the TBS Championship. First time I've seen either of these women fight. Um, I'd just like to see more of these girls in the future. Julia Hart gets the win here. Next up is probably my favorite spot on uh, AEW Dynamite. Christian Cage and Adam Copeland come out and have a segment. I absolutely love this so much. This is great. I've actually been kind of keeping up with this storyline through their YouTube channel. Um, so I kind of know what's going on a little bit. Christian Cage uh, apparently lost his buddies. Uh, apparently Adam Copeland beat the shit of his buddies. Kind of made him injured. So he's all by himself now. And now that he's alone, he was trying to bury the hatchet with Adam. He does a great promo bringing up their past, growing up together, becoming world champions together. I really enjoyed this so much. Uh, at the very end, Christian Ch Cage tries to attack Adam, and Adam hits him with a low uh, blow in the balls. Uh, looked like a scene from a movie where a guy is forced to kill his best friend. That was great. And next week, Adam and Christian are going to face each other at AW Dynamite for the TNT Championship uh, at Montreal. I was like, God damn. I really want to fucking see this. And apparently, like, my girlfriend's mom didn't pay the $60 Hulu thing. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to see it. I was like, I really want to fucking see that so bad. I'm so hyped for that. Uh, next up is the main event. Jay White versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, I, I've always, I've heard of Jay White. I knew he was in uh, New Japan for a long time. First time I've seen him uh, in a match. Uh, and what I saw I really liked of Jay White, uh, but here's the thing, for some reason the Hulu cut the damn end off, and I tried three different times to go back, and every time I would get to that spot, it would just cut over, and just, just stop the whole episode, uh, that really pissed me the fuck off, uh, I was like, what the fuck, 
Uh, so I had to look up who won. Apparently, Swerve Strickland won, and um, which is weird because didn't like Jay White just main event the, their last pay per view? I don't know. Uh, I'm really glad I got to watch this. I was really wanting to watch the other AEW shows, but uh, I guess until her mom pays that, I'm not going to get to watch any of that. So that could have just been a one-time AEW review. Well, with all those things reviewed, it's time to get to the next segment, Match of the Week. This week, uh, Match of the Week goes to the Fatal 4-Way on NXT, uh, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Wesley, and Johnny Gargano. That was by far my favorite match of this week. And now it's time for MVP of the Week. I'm going to go with a guy who impressed me back in like February or March at the Elimination Chamber. That's Bronson Reed. He had not one, but two great matches this week. I, I From what I saw on clips of on YouTube with him and Ivar, uh, with him throwing a fucking security guard at a guy, which was fucking awesome, and then him having the fucking banger of a match at NXT Fatal 4-Way, which got match of the week. I, I just, I got to give it to Bronson Reed. He, he fucking did great. Uh, holy shit, that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, so Bronson Reed gets MVP of the week. I also heard him on uh, Busted Open recently, too, uh, talking about, like, like Meat Mondays or something. Like, uh, they want to have a division for big guys. Call it 305 Live, which was hilarious. Uh, So, yeah, I'm really digging Bronson Reed right now. All right, as promised, I'm going to do my WrestleMania 40 predictions. Uh, I know it's a little early, but let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to tell you what I think will happen at WrestleMania 40. I'm really excited. Um, I'm even going to do a night one and night two kind of thing. Okay, so this is my predictions on what matches I think will happen and who will win. So just for fun, I put them in nights one and two. So WrestleMania night one. I'm not really trying to predict what's going to be on night one and night two, but I just did this for fun. I have Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch for the Women's World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, they kind of seen each other a few times backstage, kind of hinting at something that's going to come soon. And I think this will be at WrestleMania. I'm going to go Rhea Ripley gets the W and wins at WrestleMania. Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. They've clearly been hitting at this. Rey is currently out with injury. Uh, I'm going to guess he's going to be back just in time for Mania. And I think, you know what, let's give the win to Rey Mysterio. Uh, just why not? That's, I'm sure Santos will win, but just for my fantasy booking, we'll say Rey Mysterio wins. Uh, this one, I'm really predicting. I really think this is what's going to happen. I think it's going to be L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul for the U.S. Championship at WrestleMania. And L.A. Knight, yeah, gets the win. And beats Logan Paul for the U.S. title. Uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. Uh, I think they're going to face just like an onslaught of tag, random tag teams, uh, random female tag teams. That's usually how they do with the tag team champions. They just want to get a bunch of ladies on the WrestleMania card. I think this is going to be that match. Probably have three or four different female tag teams. Natalia and some random female superstar. And whoever else they can get. Um, just probably random tag teams. I, I could, I'm going to say Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin gets the win here. Uh, yeah, that's. I think they're going to get... Because usually they'll do one match where there's like 20 women in it. Uh, next up, I have Jay Uso versus Jimmy Uso. 
Uh, I th- I know one of their fantasy matches is them to fight each other at WrestleMania. I think this is the one. And I think Jey Uso goes over. Uh, next up, Solo Sokoa versus John Cena. I think John Cena's going to come back from Mania. I think, you know, he's going to not win any matches until we get to Mania, and he's finally going to win a match. John Cena gets the W. I think that would be great, you know, because they've been hitting, you know, he hasn't won any matches in so long. I, mean, I don't think he should go out like a bitch and then retire, you know what I mean? Let him have this. Maybe this is his final match. This would be great, I think. Solo versus John Cena. Next up, I think it's going to be Bailey versus Io Sky versus Dakota Kai. The original damage and control in a triple threat. I think Bailey will be a face here, and Io and Dakota will be heels. And I think Bailey will win the match. And no, t- I think. Yeah, and again, I think Io won't have the title at this point, so it'll just be a uh, non-title match. Uh, this one, I'm going out on a limb. This one's just really fantasy booking here. Uh, I'm going Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, and J.D. McDonough versus Damian Priest, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, and Kevin Owens. This one's a fantasy one. I think they're going to kick Priest out of damn of kick Priest out of Judgment Day, and Drew will take over. Uh, and I think Priest will turn face, and he'll join. Sami Zayn, obviously, because he's got a lot of beef with uh, Judgment Day. Throw in Ricochet because he's a face. And throw Kevin Owens in because he's dealt with them too and he's a face. And you just, I, I want to get Kevin Owens a spot on WrestleMania. I think Judgment Day goes over. And in the main event of night one, I'm going to say CM Punk versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Winner, CM Punk, he'll win the title. Night two, we have Charlotte Flair versus Jay Cargill for the WWE Women's Championship. I could kind of predict either Charlotte or Bianca will be in the spot. And for this one, I'm going to say Charlotte. And I think Jay Cargill will get the win. Next up is a, another one of those out there fantasy bookings. I'm going to say it's Nick Aldis versus Adam Pierce. They These guys are kind of beefing a little bit. And I think this would be a lot of fun. Uh, kind of like the, you know, the, maybe like the Sami Zayn's Johnny Knoxville match. You kind of need a little fun match in here. I think this will be that match. Uh, I think that, I think that'd be great. Nick Aldis versus Adam Pierce. Next up, Sheamus versus Butch versus Ridge Holland. Triple threat, kind of like damage control breakup. I think the Brawling Brutes will have theirs. And I'm going to give the win to Butch. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, him getting the win. I think I don't like Ridge Holland. You know, Sheamus is, he's like, you know, in his 40s, he's, you know, he doesn't really need the win as much as Butch does. So let's give the win to Butch. Next up, uh, kind of, this one's way out there. Um, But I'm going to say Austin Theory versus Dragon Lee. I think they just need to get Austin Theory in another WrestleMania match. Uh, They really have high hopes for him. They, when The Rock came back, they put him up with The Rock. So let's go ahead and say Austin Theory. Versus Dragon Lee. Give Austin Theory the win. Dragon Lee don't need it. Austin Theory really does. Uh, next up is going to piss everybody off. I'm going to say Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton. I think Orton will turn heel on Cody at some point. Maybe right off, right after the Shinsuke thing. Or during the Royal Rumble. Or Elimination Chamber. 
Uh, I, I think that's going to be a great feud. I know it's going to happen. Uh, maybe it won't happen here, but for this sake, I'm going to say Cody versus Randy at WrestleMania 40. Cody Rhodes beats Randy Orton. Another fantasy, fantasy, fantasy book, and this one's probably the most out there of all, all of them. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus AJ Styles. Uh, winner, I'm going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why AJ Styles? Why Stone Cold? I, I mean, Stone Cold had a match at WrestleMania 38. This is 40. This is one of the old ones. These are big events. Why not get Stone Cold in? The wrestling's hot right now. I think Austin here would just, I don't know. And and, and I think AJ would just be someone Austin would want to fight. Uh, he fought Kevin Owens already. You know, I think AJ, I think AJ would be a good choice. Okay, next up we have Gunther versus Chad Gable. This one's probably just a wishful thinking. Uh, I think Chad Gable proved himself earlier this year, and I would like to see Chad Gable beat Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. And in the main event of WrestleMania Night Two, everybody knows what I'm going to say: Roman Reigns versus The Rock. If if Punk doesn't win the Rumble, I think Rock will. And I don't know. I just I've, he's hinted at it that he wants to do it. He he said I saw an interview uh, I think with Pat McAfee that he was kind of close to doing it last year. I think this is the year. This is forty, and I could see Roman Reigns getting the win over The Rock, continuing his never-ending fucking championship run. So, did you guys like my WrestleMania predictions? Uh, probably not. I'm sure I pissed a lot of you off. But let's see how many come true when we get down to that road. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys later this week with another Fantasy Universe Wrestling. Uh, we'll have, like, the first week soon of the Fantasy Wrestling bookings. And uh, I'll be probably be back next week as well with more wrestling reviews. And uh, if you guys want to email me any wrestling questions, email me at coolkidswithasthma at gmail.com. I'd love to answer any wrestling questions you have. Um, also, I have a YouTube channel, Cool Kids with Asthma, which uh, I post all these episodes on as well. Uh, really love for you to check that out. I have other podcasts as well. Two Guys in the Dark, a comedy review show, uh, Dungeons the Dragons podcast called Bizarre Adventure. That was a lot of fun. So please check out my other stuff. Uh, also, another YouTube channel called The Monster Dome, where we do horror movie reviews. Because I love horror movies. It's like one of my top five loves. So ch- check that out too. That's the Monster Dome on YouTube. And uh, I'm stand-up comedian Sean Deals. Bye-bye.